What is going on, fit, healthy, and happy family? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. As usual, I am your coast and coast. Oh my, I am your host and coach, Josh. Here with it's KG, and I'm in the house. We have an amazing episode for you today. We're going to be over going over some fun questions like how to get a leaner face, uh, how do you know your goal weight, um, you know what's a good upper body warm up, what motivates us to keep creating content, and a really fun one. What's one weird song that gets you fired up to work out? So we got a jam packed episode. If you're new here, every mailbox Monday we just jump into some questions, share a quote, share what's on our mind, and it's just a great time to kind of hang out. On Thursday we jump in right into a topic and cover some great content there. But as always. We're going to start the episode off with some quotes. So what do you got, KG? Yeah, so my quote for the week is, life has its ups and downs. We call them squats. Jeez. I absolutely love this one. And I just came across it. I was trying to look for some fun fitness quotes. And I don't know why. I just really, really enjoyed this. I also came across one um, basically saying, if, if exercise is the best medicine, heavy squats are an essential vitamin. And I know I'm kind of turning this into more of a fun quote into a bit more of a serious topic, but um, I, I'm a huge fan. I truly believe that squats are the king of all exercises. Um, you're basically going to be working your body in a way like unlike any other exercises and you'll just receive so many different benefits. And I know a lot of people are thinking, hey, I don't have access to a heavy barbell. You know, I know uh, I'm on I'm on the path to trying to hit a 500 pound squat by April. So that's going to be pretty fun. But even if you don't have access to heavy weights and stuff, there's so many different variations. We've been able to get super creative with, um, you know, lots of Bulgarian split squats. You can even lunges are some sort of, uh, you know, form of exercise that will kind of benefit you in that way. You can do front loaded dumbbell squats. If you have like very light ones, you can do goblet squats, you can do jump squats, um, front squats. There's so many different options. Uh, I just think it's one of the best things. Like I, I love doing lots of squats in my program. It's funny because some of my clients are like, oh my gosh, do I have to do this again? And yes, you do. But hey, life does have its ups and downs. Um, you know, we're always going to go through tough times, but hey, squatting will always be there for you. 240 pounds will always be 240 pounds. It will always be there. Um, I love squatting if you can't tell. Yeah, we've uh, spoke on this a lot recently, you know, the power of utilizing compounds. Bench squat and deadlift, you know, not all exercises are created equal. You know, it's similar to the superfood argument. You know, these are exercises that just contain so many benefits, right? Because you're working so many things. Um, of course, you know, if you just squat, is that better than a great routine? No, um, but it is a great way to do it. Similar to superfoods. You can't eat superfoods and be healthy and fit, but, you know, working them into your diet more and more is just going to help you with that framework. So if you're not someone who does compounds or you're not someone who's really jumped into utilizing weights and learning to lift heavy, there's so many benefits of it. And, you know, one thought I had kind of jumping ahead before my quote here is um, one of my clients was sharing her results with me. And, you know, it's just absolutely incredible to see how much she progressed in just one month. I believe we lost about two inches off the waist. Um, you know, we lost about six pounds. You know, we really added a lot of lean muscle, created a lot of habits. And she's like, you know, this is insane for one month. Like, does it get better? And I said, you know, generally, actually, I find your first month getting into things is almost like the worst. You know, it's that adjustment period. It's a bit weird. And I said, the longer you do this, the more the results compound. And I typically find people really get their best results, you know, from the first month pretty much all the way through that first year somewhere in that time frame and you know, I love that she said similar to finance, like when you get compound interest. So when you have more, you can get more. And I said, it's the same thing with fitness. Uh, when you start lifting heavier, you get stronger, you can lift more weight, you can tear more of your muscle fibers, you have a more of a base for muscle. Uh, so you can actually eat more calories, you feel more energized, your body's safer. Uh, we're even speaking about, you know, how Kyle knows someone who fell that is elderly right now and how devastating that can be, you know, and it can be quite sad. But by really doing things to try and counteract that, you know, whether you're young or old, you know, even 
even lifting, you know, it's just the ability to contract intense muscles intelligently can actually prevent you from getting hurt worse falling. Like these results just compound and compound and compound. And that's where consistency is king. Uh, so that's my quick thoughts in there as well. All right, I got a banger of a quote. So whip out those notepads. <laughs> if you want change in your life, begin by changing your words. Start speaking the words of your dreams of who you want to become, not the words of fear and failure. And that's by Robert Kiyosaki. The reason I love this quote is, um, you know, it's all about how you think and approach something. Great example. Me and Kyle are filming four incredible podcasts today. Um, so there is some amazing stuff coming out. We have two really awesome people we are interviewing. Super great, incredible. You know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the word influencers, but they're great influencers, both in very unique situations of, you know, expertise in their life. And it's just going to create some incredible, you know, information. And normally me and Kyle film two podcasts and, you know, you're kind of just talking to a mic, talking to each other. And like, you know, you're kind of like, oh, you know, this is a lot. But instead this morning, instead of being like, oh, I got to do four podcasts today you know i'm like you know what i'm so thankful i have the opportunity for podcasts to talk to incredible people to learn to share my information and help other people and you know right away it just made me so much more excited uh, to jump into these tasks to do a great job and you know the framework i've talked a lot before about instead of i have to work out to i get to work out your mind could be you know your biggest uh you know opportunity and advantage or it can be something that literally drags you down like a ball and chain you know if oh i have to work out oh i'm so tired oh why do i have to wake up earlier you know right away i feel like my motivation going down like i can feel myself sinking down but you know by without you know sounding too uh woo woo and everything but if you can really think positive and you know really create that place of growth in your mind you're literally allowing yourself to unleash more potential to have that self-belief to be encouraged and you know i can i will statements are just so much more powerful than i might or i can't yeah and even just to like add on i actually i feel like one of the hardest things is like you know even just i can tell you to have more protein i can tell you to go for more walks but i just feel like when i kind of have lots of conversations like i've just uh, you know had so many people i've worked with and even just a lot of people i try to help and a lot of people we message in the dms i just feel like a lot of times um just from having typical conversations like i have a couple of rules for myself like right in front of me i have a billboard uh, i use google keep and i have two quotes um that i constantly share uh, just that I see every single day. Number one is focus. And number two is absolutely no negativity. So I think I'm honestly at a point now where I, um, you know, I still, I still am guilty of this, but there's times where I catch myself very, very often. And I always avoid using disempowering language. The second that I tell myself I can't do something, I instantly turn around and say, no, I can do it. And it sounds kind of like woo woo and like cliche and everything like that. But I truly believe just using, um, disempowering language and just not believing in yourself and doing that, uh, all that stuff that I hear very, very often is one of the most important things that you need to fix. And one of the biggest things that's holding you back more than you know. Um, I think a lot of times just people have self-doubt in themselves and it could be because you're told you can't do something when you're growing up because you're told that you should do something a certain way um, because someone around you is influencing you in different forms. I, there's so many different factors, but really practicing this and putting this into like a daily to-do list to daily, you know, uh, to practice list is going to be huge. I think everybody here, if you're listening to this, you have the potential to accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish to get the results you deserve to have a better you know relationship with food to have just more strength in your life and just to feel better and to move better and to perform better you just have to believe in yourself I was getting one of my clients to do um, some box jumps recently 
And uh, I put it up like really high and uh, she said to me, so do I need to like, like, how do I do this? Do I need to like, you know, move back more? Like, what am I doing wrong? Cause she kept failing. I'm like, nah, you just have to believe in yourself. A uh, huge shout out to Rachel. If you're listening, she's like, what the heck? Like, no, there's no way this is going to work. And then she set it up and just consistently hit it. And as soon as she hit that box jump, she was able to do it many, many, many times over. And this is a great analogy for life. I think, um, you know, I was talking to someone about coaching recently and I could just tell she just did not believe in herself. I'm like, if you believe believe in yourself. That's all that matters. Like you will absolutely succeed. The fact that you're already doubting yourself before you get started, we're going to have to work on that. So, um, you know, Hey, I just want to share this with you. Hopefully this helped at least one person today because it's not an easy thing to conquer and accomplish, but I do believe every single one of you can, um, you know, uh, get better at doing stuff like this. Awesome. Any thoughts uh, for you outside of that? Yeah. And, you know, there was also just one other thing I wanted to kind of touch on that's been on my mind ever since I heard you talking about, you know, just changing your language and all that good stuff is, you know, this is the first of four podcasts. And, uh, you know, we were at least we're starting with this one first. So we're super fired up. We're super energized. But, you know, um, in the past, like I used to be the type of person who would always complain about being like busy and just having too much to do and stuff like that. And when I shift my mindset, like you said, like even Josh and myself today, we were, you know, I'm sitting in the car talking about man it's a hectic day like we have four podcasts to film but I'm like wow like I I love this moment like we have two people to interview we have so much amazing stuff and I'm very grateful for this opportunity and once again like some people may think that I'm I'm, you know oh I'm just putting on a show talking like this and this is I mean (laughs) this is the way I really am Um, you know even just being super busy like having just so many online clients so many obligations so many programs to create so many check-ins to do and stuff Um, there used to be a time in my life when I used to uh, do a lot of this stuff and I used to just be like, oh my gosh, I, there's so much to do. I'd get overwhelmed. And uh, what I've kind of done to recently shift my mindset is um, just I constantly think about how grateful I am for the opportunity because I always think back to the time where I had like no work to do. Like, you know, I was making no money. I was able to have impact on nobody, like getting no listeners, no views. And every time I start, I, I sit down, I set an alarm for 12 o'clock in the middle of the day. And I also do my gratitude and journaling in the morning. It allows me to just shift my mindset to then be like, wow, I'm grateful that I have all these messages and I have to create all these programs and stuff. And, you know, not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows, but I do believe that one small change um, can really help. Like it, it helps me become overwhelmed less it helps me become stressed less because as I've said in the past like you can't be grateful and uh, and, and upset at the same time so it, it, it really does help out it's it's something I feel like a lot of people can benefit from all right who's the client shout out this week Patricia, where do I even start here? Honestly, she's just such an amazing human being. So I had worked with her for um, about a year to start and uh, basically um, in that time frame, well, technically in the uh, nine months, I guess, um, she had lost 70 pounds, um, built some amazing new habits. You can see on the Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, her transformation. And uh, yeah, like it was just amazing to watch her transform, be part of her journey. Just such a nice, nice, nice human being. I just, she's fantastic. Fantastic. I couldn't say enough good things. Hopefully she's listening to this. Um, but yeah, like, so basically she had taken a break and then she decided to, hey, listen, I need to come back, right? You know, my goal with coaching is to set you up for success so you can always succeed. But I do find like, no matter what, we all do need coaches, even for accountability, even if it's just someone who's going to check in on you a few times in the week, in the middle of the week, at the end of the week, that alone is always worth the investment. And you can ask any of one of our coaching clients, they'll agree with that. Uh, but she came back, she just wanted to tighten up a little bit more. 
continuously build some more habits, which is awesome. Um, and we're, you know, well on our way to keep crushing her uh, part two of the transformation. Um, but, you know, I wanted to share a couple things because uh, she had, uh, you know, shared some great tips. Um, you know, basically in order for her to transform, she followed straightforward nutrition. She utilized hypervantage training and she had help with habit all coaching. Basically, this is our all-in-one coaching system, which is called Polish Physique, which basically is fancy ways of saying our nutrition protocol, our training system, and our uh, accountability system where we focus on lifestyle change and then pass that just straight up accountability. So I really encourage you to always read the captions because I try to share tips from what like every one of the clients um, can kind of provide in terms of insight of what helped them because every person is so unique and so different. Um, And then even just to kind of read like, she ended up commenting. I didn't ask her to do this. She said, wow, thanks for featuring my transformation. Working with Colossus Fitness has been extraordinary. Kyle, your coaching is top notch. Thank you for the amazing training program and full-hearted support. Your encouragement and constant motivation pushed me further than I thought I could go. Thank you for turning my cannots into cans. Thank you for breathing fresh, fresh air into my life and for brainstorm, uh, for trans, transforming me, not brainstorming. Um, I feel amazing. I am more empowered than ever before. You took me where I couldn't take myself. I wish I couldn't wish for a better trainer. I'm so happy to be working with you again and just you know hey I just it makes my day this is why I do what I do and uh, it's been amazing working with her and I'm just excited for what's to come all right so for mailbox Monday we answer your questions that are sent to us over Instagram we got some really fun ones today and we're going to jump right into the mailbag here with how do I get a leaner face so more specifically I've had a lot of people say listen I don't like having a double chin is there any way to target fat loss in the face. So first and foremost, as as we have mentioned before, uh, it is very hard to spot reduce. There is some science saying you may be able to potentially do it to some degree, but it isn't to a significant degree. So you can't necessarily just bank on, I'm going to do this one thing, you know, I'm going to put a bag across my head and sweat till I burn the fat off. Like, you know, that's not a thing. And that's another thing too. You sweating does not burn fat. You know, I've that's a that's a whole nother tangent, but you know I've had people in the sauna say, "Yeah, I lost five pounds in the sauna this week." It's like, no, you're just sweating out water. That's all you're doing. So sweating it does not mean you're burning. Yes, you excrete fat uh, actually through sweat, through urine, you know, and through breathing. Um, but in particular, it's that's not how that works. So I'm just going to jump into that. There's a little bonus, but in terms of how to get a leaner face, first and foremost. The one answer I consistently have for how to get a leaner anything is just to consistently be in a diet. Uh, Our YouTube is a really good example. Uh, Even Kyle, we have a post coming out on the Instagram soon, him with this dude with a big arm. And like you can tell Kyle's bulked up there, you know, like his face in particular just kind of blows up and mine's exactly the same. Like when you're bulking, you know, you start to see that fluff kind of come in, you get that fluffy chubby face and that's natural, right? When you do gain weight, that is what you see. Your body doesn't really care. It puts on fat wherever it wants. It's to be expected, but... On the flip side, if you watch when we go into big deficits, you can see like a lot more cheekbones, the face looks a lot more like chiseled in. And as general, just losing fat in general is the best way to target that. So if you're someone who wants to just lean out in general, and you know, once again, we've talked a lot about skinny fat. Yes, a lot of you might be lean, you might be light, um, but you may have like a thin layer of fat kind of covering your entire body. And by leaning out and improving muscularity, it can just go such a long way. So the number one answer is being a deficit, you know, being a deficit, get down to a weight you kind of want. We'll talk more about that a bit. With the next question, um, it is silly, but there is science behind it that you can do some facial exercises um, to actually, you know, strengthen muscles in particular in your cheeks. Um, you know, power two if you want to do that. Personally, I think it's just better to focus on the macro, not the micro. There's no time in the day, um, in my opinion. Like 
honestly, if you do it, power to you. If you're like, yo, I got 10 minutes of face exercise this morning. I'm doing vacuums tonight for 10 minutes. I got my workout. I got my, like, it just gets a little bit messy in my opinion. So in general, you know, if you want a leaner face, just stick to that grind, you know, lean out. It's going to go a long way. And yeah, that's the honest uh, truth answer right there. Yeah, I love your answer. And I honestly agree with everything you said here. Um, but, you know, just to kind of add on, like, you know, I've been through a bunch of different phases where, you know, I've been 208 pounds. I've been hundred like, and this is within like literally a, a one to two year change. I've been 153 pounds for a physique show. And like a lot of the difference just comes down to, you know, my, my overall body weight, you know, as we know, like it's very tough. Like I wish I could say, oh, I'll lose fat here and lose fat in the love handles. And a lot of people will find that the places that they actually want to lose the weight oftentimes will come blast right so when I wanted to kind of get shredded and just lose everything I was like so frustrated and annoyed because um, it was my obliques and my my lower back area and my my um, you know just my love handle area that just would not go until I lost those last five or ten pounds but a lot of times even for some people like they'll lose it first in their face and you know um, which is pretty cool like you know I see a lot of times um, you know, someone will have lost, it looks like they've lost an incredible amount of weight and they have, but they're wearing a sweater. Nobody will like even be able to tell, but they just see in their face. It's like their face got leaner because they've just lo- lost overall body fat. Um, so I think it's one of those things that you just kind of have to stick with the process, you know, dial in those fundamentals. It's, it's kind of cool to see, you know, you can tell when someone's lost weight from that, but sometimes people's face will, will, will get it last. Like it really depends on, you know, your situation and, and who you are. And just even one last story I wanted to share, cause I had, you know, an individual quite a few years ago. Who was, um, you know, quite stubborn to say the least, uh, and he was consistently uh, just saying, "Hey, I wanted to get rid of this." Um, you know, I was continuously trying to build the habits, trying to help out with everything. And he was in very insistent. He had quite a bit of money, um, especially to spend. And he was very insistent on doing one of those surgeries to kind of like get rid of it. You kind of like freeze your face. And, you know, I don't exactly remember what it was called. Um, I'm sure a lot of you know. And, uh, you know, after a couple of weeks, I was like, hey, how's that working for you? You know, it seems like uh, seems like not a whole lot has changed. Actually, even probably after a few months, um, you know, we were buddies. So I would always, you know, kind of try to, um, you know, give him some tough love, of course. And it was like, I don't know, three or $4,000 and nothing changed. But, you know, I just, I, I say this because once again, I'm not saying this stuff doesn't work. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I just am such a believer in building those fundamentals and building those habits. Even if you do some sort of surgery or get rid of something or try to, you know, just take a bit of a shortcut, take steroids without even, if without even building the habits, like it's, it's always going to kick you in the butt, um, a little bit later. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't love seeing these things. I'm like, I just can stay consistent, track your macros, train hard, um, sleep properly. Like just, it's, it's not the sexy stuff, but it's what works in my opinion. Yeah. That was a great little add on there. And yeah, once again, we always keep it real with you. Uh, we're never going to say something that we don't believe in or that's not backed by science. And, you know, that's what's great about this podcast is, you know, you're going to get the black and white. Uh, you know, we're not going to try and say, listen, download our PDF for 10 ways to get a sexy face in 10 minutes. You know, like it sounds great. But once again, you don't want to fall for those things. You want to focus on the fundamentals of fitness. I'm doing a live stream. We do exclusive live streams just for our coaching clients and our private Facebook community there. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be talking about how to accelerate results today. And, you know, a big part of that is focusing on those core fundamentals. Of course, there's small things you can do in addition to that, but fundamentals, 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 it's not sexy. And there's a reason it's not sexy, but it also works. You know, if you talk to anyone who's been through it, that looks great. That's been in the gym, you know, creating incredible transformations for themselves or others. They're going to say consistency is number one. Uh, So keep that on mind. That's the friendly reminder for the day. Next question for Kyle is good upper body warm up exercises. 
So honestly, this is a great question. I think I am a little bit, I focus a little bit more on this stuff um, ever since I've kind of gotten injured and had a little bit of shoulder impingement uh, in the in, in, in my, you know, in my shoulder um, over the years. But I think this is very important because a lot of times I see people just walk into the gym, they'll just walk right over to the bench press. And, you know, I used to be that guy, like, I don't know, you asked me six, seven years ago, I'd be that dude, but I've just been spending more time focusing on warming up my upper body and just doing some mobility as well as primer exercises. Now, um, a lot of the same stuff will apply. I think it will be a bit different whether you're doing a push or a pull day. Um, push would be, you know, chest, shoulders, and triceps versus pull will be back and biceps. You know, whether, whether you do a couple different stretches, it'll kind of vary. But for the most part, I do keep it very similar, to be completely honest. Um, so starting with the mobility movements, I'm a huge fan of doing stuff like wall angels, um, banded distractions. Uh, you can kind of search that up. There's a lot of great uh, information on that, um, as well as band pull-aparts and band, um, I think they're called band pass-throughs, where you kind of just um, pull it over your head, and it just allows you to mobilize better. It allows your shoulders to feel freer. It allows your elbows to feel just amazing. Like These are some of my favorite, favorite mobility movements, and I find every single time when I use like these four specific things um, consistently uh, before doing bench press, overhead press, literally anything everything starts to feel better everything moves better and this can take literally between two and four minutes two to five minutes and stuff like that um, so mobility will be huge you can also do stuff for your your spine which will be some um, you know cat cow specific things I've got a couple other exercises but making sure to like if you're gonna do deadlifts of course you want to warm up your spine like I'd say in general, you always want to even do some sort of back um, back mobility movement beforehand just to be safe because obviously a lot of times we can injure our back even if it's something as simple as a pull down or a row or a heavy row. So kind of making sure you're focusing on that um, and then past that. Um, I like to kind of move into a primer exercise. Now, what a primer exercise is going to be is going to be something that is going to specifically um, target that specific muscle group that you're going to be working on, allow your joints to move nicer and just freer and just everything like that. So for example, you know, it could be something as simple as doing some face pulls. Face pulls are probably always going to be my number one exercise. I think no matter what, they're great for shoulder rehab and prehab. And, you know, I'll always include something like that. It could be banded. It could be um, weight. Um, but also even just something as simple as a bottoms up kettlebell press before bench pressing has always been super, super good. Um, if you're doing back, it could be a straight arm pull down. If you're doing, um, you know, chest, it could even just be a something as simple as push up. So yeah, that's kind of it. Um, you know, just there's T-spine extensions, which are amazing. Like I could go on and on, but those are like my top. Like if you can write all of those down and really add them in, um, I think they're very essential. I know I gave you a lot, but I just have a lot to say about those exercises. Nailed it there. That was an awesome answer. I got nothing to add. Next question. And this is a fun one. What's one weird song that gets you fired up? So I think we all have, you know, those different types of things and people always ask like you know what do you listen to at the gym but i think we're similar to everyone else where you know we just listen to what we like to listen to whatever you know gives you that itch gets you going it's a lot of fun i'd say the weirdest song i really like that hasn't really tired on me despite how repetitive and weird it is is and i've said it before is timber by kasha and pitbull that's probably the one oddest song that i actually genuinely like to listen to i don't listen to it too much but i used to play it in the gym all the time and colin's clients would shake their head yeah man I haven't heard that one in a while, but um, yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, like uh, for me, I think one of my 
biggest ones that is like just kind of weird and and if someone heard it you know heard my headphones sometimes like there's a difference if i'm going in i'm doing a nice upper body day i'm chilling i'm not like having to like exhaust myself a crazy amount i'm gonna listen to some rap i'm gonna feel good you know i'll be able to perform but there's times where like when i load up 405 on a bar and just have to consistently rep it out i need some sort of like crazy like i listen to sassafras um that's my favorite pr song every time i'm going for a personal record i'll put that on uh devil wears prada is just pretty crazy. It's definitely not something I would ever listen to aside from the gym. Um, but that's kind of like my guilty pleasure when I'm like really lifting heavy, but I think more so one of like the kind of weirder random or random, random thing, um, would be, uh, Evanescence. I have no idea why, but there's like a few Evanescence songs. Um, I'm sure some of you can relate to like, once you get going, I'm just like, man, I, this fires me up. I, I have no idea what it is like my immortal or bring me to life. You just kind of just, I just need to jam out to that. And it's been one of things I don't listen to it much but every time it comes on I'm like holy um, I think Nickelback is one of the you know people will hate on it I think Nickelback is pretty freaking good every time I hear it come on I'm like honestly fired up um, but those are like kind of my guilty pleasures you know even there's some Eminem stuff like I wouldn't say that's one of like the weirder type things um but you know just a lot of his older songs there's just like anytime it comes on such as like when you're gone or when i'm gone and like stan stan's a great one yeah i've got i've got a lot more than i thought to be honest but um yeah and, and there's gonna be a lot of people who who absolutely love nickelback there's gonna be some people who hate it i should probably start a little bit of a a poll on 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 instagram to see everyone fight over that one my weird pr song is uh entombment of the sheen by job for a cowboy and when i was hitting my first six plate squat 585 pounds i had it bumping in the gym and i remember the gym owner just walked Walked in and shook his head and said, "What are you doing, man?" <laughs> I'm like, "Sorry, I just had to get pumped up. Like, it's a really whack song. It's just people screaming, getting pumped up. But uh, it's always interesting to see what gets people fired up to lift. I, you know, there's so many different people. You know, some people like to just chill out with Bob Marley. It, it's really cool to see, you know, what motivates you. And it's good to kind of play around with that and you know, channel into that. Some people can listen to a podcast the whole time. I respect that too. Like, it, it's fun to kind of see. And that was a really fun question. So thanks for asking that." The next question is, how do you know what a good weight goalie should be at? According to the medical charts, I'm 5'7 and should be 130 to 165. And it's an awesome question because weight is so subjective. And, you know, there's so many measurements of to know what weight you should be. And one example of that is um, BMR, right? Is that the correct one? Yeah, and BMR is a horrible measurement. It's, you know, you're this height at this age. Basically, you should be this you know, heavy, or you should be this. And if you're not, you're in a weird range. And I'm consistently in the obese range, even when I'm peeled and shredded down, you know, it's so unrealistic. And you have to look at like the anatomy of what makes someone human, right? Like there's so many different measurements of ways of people looking. Some people are very thin frame people, very skinny arms, skinny legs, skinny waist. You know, some people are very skinny up top, you know, a little heavier down below, vice versa. And in particular, legs are very heavy. Like I've done DEXA scan and it's amazing to see how heavy my legs actually actually are as a portion of my body and you know in general that's where you do want to hold most of your weight so if you have big legs um, and bigger glutes you are going to just be a heavier person now is that a bad thing not at all you know if you have lean muscle that's great and you know, weight is an arbitrary measure. Most importantly, I really encourage people to kind of tease out what weight is best for them. Uh, even recently, one of my clients shout out Victoria. She said, listen, I'm I'm loving the process. I look phenomenal, but I'm under 100 pounds. Is that okay? And I know I brought this up before, but it's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, who cares? You know, if you're 10 pounds and you look phenomenal, you're healthy, you're not overly lean, like... 
yeah, power to you, you know. <laughs> I was going to say there's someone out there, but there definitely isn't. Just the same, though, like if I looked how I looked right now and I was 700 pounds, I could care less. Like, you know, people aren't going to run around telling you to step on a scale and weigh yourself, you know. So you really need to kind of explore uh, what weight you feel the best. We did a podcast a while ago in particular for women who are like over 5'10", 6 foot. Like it can be weird because women can be 200 pounds and look incredible and, you know, be perfectly lean and beautiful and fine. Um, but because they're over 200, you can be self-conscious. So it's it's tough, right? You don't want to assign that value of, you know, you know, I'm only good when I'm this weight. Um, but the weight is a great tool. You know, for me, when I know if I'm getting over 220, like I got to pull it back and that's not where I feel the best. I know I feel the best between 215 to 210. If I want to be really lean, I'll be about 205. And if I want to bulk up, you know, I'll kind of have that ceiling of 225. So to have that awareness is great and I can use it as a check. But um, with our online coaching clients, we recommend people weigh in three to five times a week, ideally as much as possible, honestly. And the reason for that is I kind of like disassociating the value with the scale so much because some people, you know, their entire day will be dictated by it. You step on, you've gone down 0.2 pounds, you're excited, you're happy, you feel great. Then the next day you step on it, you've gone up 0.6 and you start freaking out, questioning your whole thing. Like that's not how it should be. That's why I work off of an average, understand scales go up and down and it is a tool. It is not your self-worth. So in terms of knowing the right range, once again, I'd really just encourage you to play around with the range for you. Look in the mirror, look at kind of your level of leanness relative to that. Um, you know, if you have a good measure of finding body fat and start to kind of work from that but that's my best answer there's not like a calculator or a scale or anything i would point anyone to i've seen people you know that look similar that are two very different weights and that's fine yeah you i don't have a whole lot to say man you honestly hit the nail on the head there i just think you know if i were to add on one thing like if you just like have this specific number in your head that's so ingrained that like you've never been there before you don't really know and you're just kind of going off of this like random statistic i just think you can kind of become very demotivated and it can just be just not the right thing for you like everything you said is awesome but you know as i've mentioned in this podcast like i've been 208 before i've been 153 before like those aren't the numbers for me but I'm kind of looking so um, for some specific number that just is going to allow me to feel the best, um, to perform the best, and just to allow me to even eat the amount of calories and have the freedom I want and stuff like that. And for me, that's usually around 170 to 180, depending on like how much strength I'm trying to gain and muscle and everything like that. But for the most part, I think it is good to know that kind of range of like what allows you to just feel the best and like not feel like crazy, crazy restricted where you have to just like, you're not able to enjoy absolutely anything. I think it also obviously depends on your situation, but you know, I've just learned that having that like specific number just there's a hundred things that could be um, just that, that come in the way of just deciding on what number is best for you. Nailed it. Now, last question, I'll let Kyle take this one over is what motivates you to keep creating content? I'm new to this and I've only been doing it for a few months and I already feel overwhelmed. Honestly, that is such a good question. I'm really glad we got answered. Uh, we got asked that. And I think if I were to give one main thing that just allows me, and here's the thing, like a lot of people don't realize when you are listening to this and if you're not someone who's constantly, you know, creating content and stuff, like there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that goes into this. Like even just to put together like one YouTube video is just so much work. And like even just to actually sit there and plan stuff for Instagram, for the stories, um, for the consistent co content, like sometimes a caption will literally take me 30 to 45 minutes. To like you get kind of get better and get used to it, but at a certain point is it's honestly really hard to come up with more content and to keep creating and we've been doing this for 
six to seven years now, but you know, I've kind of made it a non-negotiable. Like every single Monday or Tuesday, I'll sit there, I'll type up all the captions, I'll plan some YouTube videos, I'll plan some of this stuff. Josh will plan some podcasts. Like we do obviously a combined effort here, but I think what really inspires me um, when the time gets tough and when I don't want to do anything is that I do have a mission and I do have a vision to help as many people as physically possible. I should come up with a number. You know, I want to be able to impact like 30 million people just through like, you know, YouTube. We already have 20 million YouTube views. I want to be able to transform um, 2,000 people um, by uh, by next year and we're at over 1,000. So I have these things that consistently drive me. This can kind of even be brought over to your fitness journey. Like what's that thing that's going to keep driving you when the time gets tough and when you just don't want to do anything, when you don't want to eat healthy. And for me, just having that vision and that deep purpose, knowing that every single time we film a podcast, there could be a thousand, couple thousand people impacted every single time. Obviously they won't all be impacted, but even if it's just freaking one to 10, one person, that's all I really care about. And I just really deeply care about every single person that listens. And, you know, I'm not just saying this for the podcast, like from the bottom of my heart, I actually care. I want to help as many people as possible. You know, when I started this stuff, I hated seeing all the information that was out there that was just a bunch of BS. I hated seeing people that just struggled. So I have a deep why, right? When you have that deep why of what you're doing, and this can once again be carried over to your fitness journey, there's just no way it's going to stop, right? I'm posting on Instagram every single day. We're trying to do stories every single day. We're trying to do, we're making sure these podcasts are done. It's a non-negotiable. No matter what gets in the way, it gets done. And that's why I see a lot of people fail. And I think one of the other reasons I see a lot of people fail is because they just care so much about that. That number and this can obviously even be carried over to the scale i think fitness and all this everything can be brought over and and kind of be you know categorized in so many different ways and and just they can all relate to each other but you know, someone will see that they get 20 views, 30 views, and they're just like, oh, who cares? If you can't take care of the 20 to 30 people that are watching your stories that are doing that are, are just viewing, you're never going to be able to be blessed with the 50,000 that we have on, on this website, the 120,000. Like we were making sure, like when we were making YouTube videos and would only get 50 views, we're going to take care of those 50 people. When we would only get 100, you know, story views, like we're going to take care of those people. And I think a lot of times people just only want that massive number, but they don't realize that there's even just a hundred people. You can build an incredible business. You can have an amazing impact of just a hundred people checking out your stuff. Even freaking 10 people, you can do some crazy things. So I'm going off here, but I think it's an important thing. If you're someone who's looking at content create and even just, you know, um, looking to get inspired in some form or some way, this is how I stay accountable. This is how I keep showing up every single day. And of course there's going to be tough times, but that's kind of, you know, my story. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully that made sense here. And I didn't, uh, you know, go off on too big of a tangent. Nailed it. Everything, you know, there. Agree. At the end of the day, our mission statement is to help people. And, you know, as we always said, you know, in a recent episode, what pulls on your heart and seeing people not succeed with their fitness and health or, you know, not know what to do is what bugs me because, you know, I know I have the capacity and ability to help people as I have now over a thousand people. And, you know, it's something we love to do. And, you know, that always pulls us back to this. And it's something, you know, that is our passion. It was our hobby. Now it's our profession. And then we're more than happy to share the knowledge we've had to streamline it and to just create amazing episodes on the podcast create great youtube videos to you know really give amazing information over instagram and for our clients and you know it's just an absolute blessing to be able to do this for work so we're really pumped on that thank you so much for listening this was a really fun episode a lot of great content uh please follow us on instagram at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t uh be sure to say what up uh you know we're looking forward to hearing from you and as usual we're going to read our review of the day this is a new thing we're ending our episodes with uh so if you haven't left a review on apple 
Apple iTunes yet, please do because I could be reading your review next. So the review comes all the way from Spain. It's short and simple. This is from Eric. It says, this pumps me up. Really great information, really great reflections and actionable steps. Totally recommend. So once again, you know, these reviews mean the world. We love reading them. We read every single one. Uh, you can only leave the review on iTunes. So if you have any Apple device, you go to the App Store, you get download the podcast app, you click a star rating and then click write a review. And it really does help us out. It helps us grow and get this content out to more people. Another great way is to share an episode to your Instagram story that further helps us grow. And we're so thankful for you. You know, if you do either of those things, that would help us out a ton. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Peace out.